The parliament of the former Soviet Republic of Georgia formally rejected the draft law that would require individuals and organizations with foreign funding to register as agents of foreign influence. The vote came Friday after ruling parties said they would withdraw the bill, which was tied to protests and unrests in the country's capital, Tbilisi, earlier this week. That proposed law was condemned by the EU and U.S., with the White House arguing the adopted law would undermine free speech and hurt Georgia's ties with the West. The attempts of various governments around the world to rein in the influence of foreign money in their politics have met with mixed responses from the U.S. and its EU allies. Both strongly enforce such regulations against their own foreign and domestic adversaries, but angrily denounce the efforts of others to defend themselves against such activities in their own countries. One such example where the U.S. and its allies have strongly condemned a foreign agent registration law is Nicaragua, which enacted such laws in the aftermath of a violent attempted coup in 2018. For more on that, we spoke with journalist Stephen Sefton, who is based in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we spoke with him via Skype on Friday. Stephen, thank you for joining us. So over the last week, we've been watching what's going on in Tbilisi in the the former Soviet Republic of uh, Georgia, which uh, looks like another attempted coup a la Ukraine uh, nine years ago. Um, And and here, rather than, although it's a subtext, uh, we want to join the European Union and not play with Russia anymore, the raison for this protest, which is kind of actually weird because it's kind of an exotic issue for the general public, is a, a law that the Georgian government uh, passed, they, it was in the process of passing, and now rescinded, uh, that requires um, the local uh, nonprofits and, and others that receive uh, 20% or more of their funding from abroad to register as an agent of a foreign government. Um this apparently, according to Human Rights Watch and the, the U.S. and European media and government officials across the board, is a severe in, infringement on uh, d- democratic rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, the United States has had such a law since 1938 that it vigorously prosecutes, selectively, by the way, as you might guess. And, and I understand also that uh, Nicaragua has had to deal with this kind of an attack from Human Rights Watch and others over its own uh, similar laws. I mean, we could talk about that. Well, I'm, I, thank you for inviting me, Don. I'm, I'm glad to have the chance to talk about this because it's an important issue here in Nicaragua and for in any country that wants to defend its national sovereignty. Right. And with regard to the events in Tbilisi in, in Georgia, and they, they are, as you say, a, a, re, a replay of uh, the events in uh the Maidan in Ukraine in 2014 and earlier as, as well, um, but also in other countries. I mean, you just have to think about the events in Hong Kong a few years ago, um, the events in um, Thailand that uh, uh, Brian Belletic, for example, has um, documented quite thoroughly. Um, and so the, I mean, what, what, what in effect we, we, we saw, and also, of course, in Nicaragua in 2018, so what, what we're seeing in, in Tbilisi is this use of the uh, pretext of protests against the foreign agents law, which actually are, are not the reason for the protests. And we can see that in uh, the way that the protests in Tbilisi have, have morphed from uh, just demanding uh, the revocation of that law to a change of government. 
and 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 that's that's very clear and that's exactly the same pattern that happened in Nicaragua in 2018 so when you get human rights watch um uh complaining about the uh, effects on uh, democratic participation and uh, civil civil rights in generally civil and political rights generally uh, in Georgia in, in relation to this attempt to uh, implement a foreign agents law which is common as you said to the United States and to many other countries as well um, in in Europe for example um, when when you see uh, a, a major international corporate funded human rights organization making those kinds of statements that's just another example of the way the human rights industry the western human rights industry um uh, is is manipulated for political purposes and here in nicaragua we've just had a, a, a over the last week or so we've had yet another example of the way the UN system of human rights has been weaponized and politicized um, by human rights organizations and by the uh, relevant um, human rights institutions, for example, the uh, Inter-American Commission of Human Rights, which is a body of the OAS, um, the Office of the High Commission for High Commissioner for Human Rights of the United Nations, and they reach into the UN Council for Human Rights, which is, as many of us will recall, was a crucial instance in creating the conditions for the NATO intervention in Libya in 2011. And so here now, over the last week or so, uh, the UN Council for Human Rights has received a report from what they call an expert group. Um, uh, condemning Nicaragua in uh, for the, the most extreme terms for the uh, the all kinds of abuses, forced disappearance, um, extrajudicial executions. Um, what's the other one that they use? I, I can't remember now. But um, uh, a lack of due process. The whole gamut of uh, basic civil and political rights that a country is supposed to uh, uphold. Um, this uh, UN report uh, condemns Nicaragua practically across the board. And of course, it's all false. And you have to look at that and say, well, what, what, what does this mean? And, and, the, and, and it's the same, essentially, it's the same logic that uh, you, you've identified in relation to the Human Rights Watch comments um, uh, criticizing the Georgian government's effort to implement legislation defending the country's national sovereignty against foreign intervention, which is essentially what the foreign agents law is. And that's certainly its purpose, for example, in the case of the United States legislation, right. which I think you mentioned to me uh, was actually passed back way back in 1938. Yeah, it was supposed to, you know, they, they were worried, as a matter of fact, with some, you know, validity that uh, German corporations and the German government had you know, was influence uh, peddling here or purchasing influence here, making policy to keep the U.S. you know out of the way of Germany while it followed whatever course it was following. And by the way, quite successfully, right? I mean, they, it, it, the United States uh, took its time entering World War II in Europe, and so right. you know they had the, just real. Just I want to interject very quickly. You know, like Human Rights Watch's complaint. For example, where, where it actually specifies anything other than, oh, it's all bad and they're evil or whatever. You're, you're talking about an attempted 
coup with riots and, and, and fatalities across the, the board in Nicaragua as a consequence of foreign influence from the United States, particularly, that they object to the recent action by the National Assembly's decision to cancel legal registration of 100 groups saying they failed to submit detailed financial statements, the names of their board members, prior international donations, and and they didn't promote policies of transparency, integrity, and public trust. In other words, you, you have an attempted overthrow of the government. There's, there's these international funded organizations on the ground in Nicaragua involved in it. They want some disclosure about who's involved here. And Human Rights Watch says, no, they shouldn't have to. Right. No, and, and it is com- it's a completely egregious intervention in uh, a country's attempt to defend its national sovereignty. And in the case of uh, uh, the, the UN report on Nicaragua, it's very interesting, and we probably don't have time to look at the details, but it's very interesting to note how um, even, even a, a cursory reading of the report makes very clear that it's a whitewash of the violent opposition campaign between April 18th and July 17th in 2018, which, although the report itself claims that it will, it was spontaneous um, and not a non-political uprising protesting against abuses by the Nicaraguan government, um, that didn't, that was not intended, it, it was not, they explicitly say it wasn't a coup attempt. In fact, the opposition themselves very publicly made clear that their demands, initially asking for revocation of a, 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 a measure, some some measure in the in the in the legislative program, a reform of the social security. That was the initial demand. Right. But just as in Tbilisi, in just a matter of two three days, that demand morphed into a demand for the government to resign. Right. And for the go- and that and that that was confirmed in a national dialogue, where on the, uh, in, uh, instigated by the Nicaraguan government, in on which the first day, all the opposition spokespeople stated very clearly that their objective was to change the government. You know, listen, so that, not for nothing. You have the example of Ukraine, where after the an agreement, the final agreement was signed with the people leading the protest, so-called. The very next day, there was a coup d'etat and the government was forced out. And that deal was supposedly guaranteed by members of the European Union. We gotta stop here, because we're out of time. All I could say is observe, if if I had gone down to J- January 6, 2021 protest outside the Capitol and stood there with a sign that said Russian-American Friendship Committee, you can bet that there would have been four or five proctologists hired by the U.S. government to investigate me. Right. And, th- you know, you're talking about what happened in Nicaragua. There were fatalities and ongoing riots for, what, a week and a half or something? And no, burnt it was, down buildings. It was almost three months, and the yeah. massive destruction of infrastructure and so on, yeah. and uh, extensive loss of life, which the U.N. now, with this, this Human Rights Council report, is whitewashing and claiming that all the violence was from the part of the government, when, in fact, the great majority of the violence was a direct result of um, opposition thugs and activists using firearms and Molotov cocktails and a whole range of, uh, of, of weapons to uh, attack the population and to terrorize the population. That's what they explicitly set out to do. 
And, yep, and they did it. That's their MO. All right, Stephen, thank you very much. We'll watch this thing develop as it goes on and appreciate your time and effort and all the work you do. Okay, thanks a million, Don. Take care now. You too. For KPFK, I'm Don DeBar.